0: Hello, today I'm joined by Sally Lyons-Wyatt, IRI's Executive Vice President and Practice Leader, Client Insights. Um, Sally is well-recognized as a thought leader on shopping and consumption trends, um, particularly around center store, and including frozen foods. And Anna-Marie Rorank is an amazing partner to IRI and president of 210 Analytics. Over the years, IRI and 210 Analytics have partnered on a number of areas of research, including Frozen. And today, my two guests are going to bring some interesting insights to light. Um, But I want to just kind of take one little pause and say that the three of us have all been recognized as Top Women in Grocery by Progressive Grocer, um, as has our colleague, Jenna Parker. So I feel that that kind of raises the bar on our conversation today. So welcome to you both. Thanks for thank having you. us. And uh, yeah, no, no pressure on that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a wonderful welcome, so thank you for having us.
0: Well, I want to start out, as I have so many of the conversations that I've had in recent months, talking about inflation and how inflation is impacting the frozen department. So, Anna Marie, you want to jump in and tell us what's happening there?
2: Yeah, you know, I don't think the frozen food story is very different from that what we see across all of food and beverages, whether that's fresh or center store. Um, There is tremendous inflation in the case of frozen inflation is even sitting higher than that what we see across most categories. So, you know, by and large, uh, as it does for all the categories, we, we still see some dollar growth, but it is Uh, reflected in a lot of unit and uh, volume pressure, but importantly, I think it really goes back to that perception that people have relative to frozen. Whenever I do surveys relative to fresh and frozen, you'll always see that fresh has some perceptual advantages in the areas of quality, uh, nutrition, those kinds of things. And again, these are perceptions. It doesn't necessarily mean this is true, But the big perceptual advantage of frozen often lies in people believing that it is more cost-effective. So it is an interesting thing that we're seeing here happening where inflation is above average, uh, but that cost perception really stays. And it might have something to do with the fact that at the end of the day, there's less food waste. So at least people feel that the dollars they are spending actually end up in their stomachs.
0: Yeah, and and I see that both in terms of Portion control, what you pull out, as well as just that shelf life of living in the freezer. So that's um, pretty relevant. You know, sticking with inflation, can we talk a little bit, Sally, about private label and the opportunity there with Frozen? Is that helping consumer? Is that driving traffic to the Frozen area to save money on private brands? I
1: think in general, the answer is yes, but it has a little bit of nuance to it. With um, private brands, retailers have really leaned in, and in some of the subcategories like frozen vegetables and fruit, they've really leaned in, put a lot of assortment in there uh, in their own brands. And those categories have not had the exact same success as the categories where you have a blend of branded manufacturer and own brands. in In just over the last couple of years. I think the opportunity is to find that right balance between having the retailer-owned brand, which is incredibly important because consumers are looking for that value brand that has great quality, um, as well as some of those favorite brands where they've known and loved. but those favorite brands they've known and love are the ones that have traditionally also driven innovation. And they've put in place new and exciting assortments and new flavors, new forms, new categories. And with that, the technologies that they can bring, that is the marriage of having both. And I think that's the power of Frozen because with a lot of the different um, new freezers going in and the new aisles going in, there is that space to really highlight that and have Frozen be that aisle that people want to go down for excitement and looking to see what's new. So I kind of took your private label and went a little further than that. But I think that is what's happening in frozen with private brands is, is that dynamic that has really been beneficial.
0: No, I think that that's an excellent example. And you're right. I mean, how many times have you gone down an aisle? And it doesn't necessarily have to be frozen, thinking that you're going for, say, the lowest cost product, and then you see something that has, you know diced chilies already included. And you're like, hey, that's great. That's what I really want. That little nuance of innovation.
1: We also um, have seen Frozen be that aisle, especially when you think about private brands and branded, where consumers go to explore and find new cuisines or cuisines that they're familiar with, or perhaps those that they'd like to try. And they can do that in this aisle in a way that Most aisles don't afford you to do that. If you want to try a new Asian meal, you can do that without spending an exorbitant amount of money to try that if you've never tried it before. So in addition to
2: also maybe not knowing how to create it. Right. We see that same effect in the deli as well, where people have had a wonderful meal in a restaurant. They want to bring it to their families or just have it for lunch or dinner or whatever and, and, you know, no idea how to prepare it. So, yeah, I would say that that whole idea of exploration, bringing new cuisines and credit where credit is due. Frozen has just done a tremendous job in innovation all across the board.
0: So, Sally, you actually mentioned something in your last comment about um, some of the ways the different like excitement and the different layouts that retailers are Um, organizing the Frozen department in. So I'd like to hear from both of you in terms of merchandising strategies and just in-store growth opportunities that retailers view. So Anna-Marie, let's start with you. Like, what, What are you seeing in terms of retailers' approach to Frozen?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to take a little bit of a global uh, angle on my answer um, because I was actually exploring a little bit of that. And typically, if you think about the produce department or the meat department, they are very much a store within a store, right? You really know that you're in the produce department, whereas frozen oftentimes is just a bunch of aisles that happens to be same direction or or perpendicular to uh, the bread aisle or the candy aisle. Well, what is happening a lot in Europe is that they're recognizing um, the love for Frozen among millennials and the innovation that is happening. And they're really setting up the department much like the meat or produce department that is in the corner of a store and has the wall uh, displays as well as the ones in front. So now you're truly shopping Frozen like you are shopping produce or meat. So that is one of the things that is happening Another one here in the uh, U.S. market is that a lot of retailers are recognizing um, that they have seen compare over the longer term, I am talking, they have seen some good engagement with frozen. And a lot of them are starting to double down on the number of aisles, number of cases. And they're also starting to bring in frozen to other parts of the store. So whereas traditionally, you just had those couple of aisles in the center store We are seeing retailers starting to add frozen food cases to the front end, or they're starting to add frozen food cases into, let's say, the wine department or right next to the meat department, Uh, because realistically, people don't shop either or, and bringing in frozen into the meat department allows that person to seamlessly shop both refrigerated and frozen. I
0: bet that's music to your ears, Sally. It's shopping solutions, not silos. Am I
1: right? Yeah, hundred percent. I think the idea of shopping for that occasion, whatever that occasion may be that you're looking for, Frozen has really, I mean, from what Anna Marie just said that I absolutely loved is exactly the ability to not just shop a category, but shop for the occasion, shop for the whole um, moment that you are wanting to be able to um, to find. And, and I will tell you, You know, I know we started with inflation. I'll probably bookend this a little bit with inflation because what inflation has done for some consumers is caused them to think differently and act differently around how they engage with their their pocketbook, right? And how they can spend their money. And so we've even seen it in convenience where they go to the to the gas station and they might, instead of filling up, they're gonna maybe spend $5, $10 to get enough gas to get them through the next few days. And then they actually go into convenience and they are buying inconvenience. And one might say, well, that's crazy. It's higher price, but it's a smaller entry point price. Mm-hmm. And they are doing it for not just the grab and go, but also frozen too. So there's some things that we're seeing even in the store that relate to that where they're going in and they are trying to get smaller portions trading down to maybe a smaller size or a brand that might be a little less. And we're seeing that dynamic. And by having the choices, think about what Anna Marie said, having a frozen near afresh and having that choice to figure out what's going to fit your lifestyle and what you need better is brilliant because you are able to help consumers solve what it is that they're trying to then shop for whatever that moment occasion or meal it might be
2: yeah and then think about the 50 percent plus of people that buy meat in bulk to freeze and use over time at home well what if we simply remind them hey you don't have to sit and break this into packages uh we already have that in the frozen food department and I think uh, one retailer in your market, Joan, um, is is actually doing exactly that, right?
0: Putting putting some frozen in the fresh meat department. Yeah, we have. Um, so there's a a, a local chain, um, Pete's Fresh Market, and they have done away with their um, their full service butcher area, and they've got chill cases. But right next door, to your point, are frozen, and they've added more frozen aisles. So it's really. Um, it has been really interesting to see the investment in more self-service, more of those options, a lot of cryovac things, you know, different pieces of things. I want to talk a little bit about other channels. Um, Sally, you mentioned convenience, but I really want to talk about e-commerce, and I know that you've been doing some work there. How has frozen? What does that look like in terms of e-commerce, and how are retailers or brands helping shoppers navigate frozen?
1: You know, we we'll, we've all talked about this, so this isn't gonna be new news, but frozen doesn't have um, ecom does not have any walls, right? So you're not um you're not really limited into how you can position solutions, occasions, the frozen products within. You're not kind of tethered to that particular aisle, that particular case, that particular door. So you're not tethered to that And so ecom has freed up retailers and manufacturers alike to be a little more experimental, be a little exploratory and be suggestive. So part of what can happen with online is that suggestive selling, Oh, I see that you just purchased this. Have you thought about these things? People that purchase this also purchase this. So you've got the suggestive selling that happens that helps. But also the convenience part of this. Um, with inflation, one of the other tactics that consumers have done is tried not to drive to a store and just order online and have it delivered. And so that has helped, especially with Frozen, the, the online um, channel do a really bang up job with certain. And frozen's one of the darlings within Food and Bev during the course of 2022 that has done extremely well um, across the board. And I pulled some numbers looking at year to date through October the 30th and across the board, every subcategory, the total Frozen growing units and dollars online. You cannot say that. For all channels. So, online has really found that way to leverage the no walls, no doors, and embrace that with consumers and driving convenience. Everything we talked about the fact that you don't have to prep, you can just, you don't have to have the time commitment. You've got the freshness, the the communication that's happened over the last decade about how frozen can is as good as fresh, has really resonated. And younger consumers are not plagued by generations of what frozen used to be. They know frozen to be as good as fresh, and they're embracing that. So I think, and they're embracing online as well. So I think that combination of new tactics because of inflation, younger consumers embracing it because they are not tethered to the past, And I know I've used that word too much today, but they are not really um, mired in an old way of thinking. Their way of thinking is fresh is as good as um, frozen, as good as fresh. And then you've got the ability to not have the walls. I think all of that's really helped online do so well.
0: So I'm struck by one, two things, actually. And one is that in store, it seems to be mirroring what's happening online in terms of you know, being flexible with the footprint and moving things around um, to give shoppers more options, as you said. I really like that. But the other one is focusing in on those younger shoppers, um, because that's kind of a surprise to me that younger shoppers are seeing what, you know, seeing all the benefits of Frozen. Um, And that has to be tied back to innovation, right, Anna-Marie?
2: Oh, absolutely. I I think I said it earlier, you know, really credit where credit is due. Frozen has done a tremendous job in cleaning up uh, their packaging. Uh, Oftentimes it's just absolutely beautiful walking down the aisle. They have all the right package call outs. I mean, they must really be able to to look at what are the big trends that are driving food and bad sale right now. Um, but also just tremendous innovation. I mean, of course you see integration of plant-based across the store, but uh, walking around the frozen uh, food aisles, whether it is ice cream or um, pizzas or entrees, you name it, you just see a barrage of innovation relative to plant-based and and gluten-free and keto and non-GMO, vegan, vegetarian. And so I think if you, let's just grab the vegan vegetarians, right? Rather than sending them all across the store for them to puzzle together some items that fit in their lifestyle, you can find endless options across every single meal ingredient and meal solution altogether in the frozen food aisle that offers vegan and vegetarian options. So I think they've really become a solution center for people who are looking for specific ways of eating, um, maybe easy preparation. I mean, another innovation I'm seeing is really in that packaging innovation. So many items can be uh, cooked in the bag or there's an extra ovenable bag in there. And I think another trend we have to talk about is just the idea of how people are cooking differently. If you think about how popular that air fryer is, I mean, have you guys been to a party in the last three years where the word air fryer isn't mentioned? (laughs) So... Um, If you think about frozen food, um, walking around the Netherlands, a lot of the frozen food innovation, especially breaded items, called out the fact that they can be prepared in air fryers. So I really think the positioning of all the megatrends, including how people are preparing food and looking for convenience, that's really been the strong suit for frozen.
0: I love that. You know, you've touched on so many things, particularly around plant based Um, But There's a couple other claims that I want to dig into if we could. You know, you've um, definitely mentioned, I guess, plant-based to me does speak to health and wellness. Um, But also, what about sustainability? Sally, what are you seeing there?
1: Well, you know, we've talked about it a few times already, but I think, obviously, less waste. So that's part of sustainability. But the packaging they're using, as well as just the farming practices for a lot of the ingredients... They've been able to not only, this is where Frozen is a little bit ahead of their time. They're not only talking about the on the package as Anna Marie talks about the claims and how beautiful the imagery is. They talk about the packaging itself And the sustainable practices within, but also the farming. So it's not just the sustainability of the package, but also the ingredients. And it's a combination of both in and out of the package. I think that's going to be one of those things that we talk a lot about going forward. And I think Frozen has really been the place that's um, set the tone for what the rest of the industry needs to do from a holistic view of sustainability, not just one one part of sustainability, but the holistic path um, to consumption is going to be key.
0: Love that. So to kind of wrap this up a little bit, I would like to just hear from both of you and Anna Marie, I'll start with you to give me what you think that long game for Frozen looks like. It's made some dramatic turns over the past three or four years, but what is the outlook in your opinion? So um, a couple of
2: shows that I was at either as a panelist or a moderator. I heard sentences coming out of retailers mouth that were like, we are doubling down on frozen. We're building a new store with two extra frozen aisles. Um, There's been so much innovation and I've just seen things pop up that I've never seen in frozen. For instance, one retailer out of the Midwest is working with a local pizza chain Um, And they just bake pizzas and cry back them and put them in uh, an entire frozen aisle. And it's one of their best selling items. So they've actually brought local into their uh, store. So I think with this innovative look um, and the love that we see for Frozen Among Millennials, the continued innovation, the sustainability story, Uh, I'm actually very positive about the continued growth for frozen. Now, it's not to say that the inflationary pressure isn't going to pressure units and volume. That's something that we see across the store. Ultimately, we just have tremendous economic pressure on our consumer. But from a longer term look um, and the investment in by retail, by producers, in private brands, in manufacturing brands, et cetera, I I think we're going to continue to see this being a growing department.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Sally. Uh, first of all, I 100% agree with Anna Marie. No surprise there. Um, I always love her insights and she's she's, uh, she's got a presence in the industry that's really second to none. And um, I would add to that though, that I do think part of what's going to help Frozen going forward is getting that the assortment right, the packaging right, offering kind of a trade in, if you will, and trade up mentality because price, that entry price point is key. And so manufacturers and retailers alike need to make sure that they can cater to those that have means as well as those that are really struggling through a a very difficult time. And if they do that well, they will continue to see that growth. What could happen is that you get to a point where you don't have that that entry point and we could face some additional headwinds. So we have to be careful as we navigate through that. But with what they're doing, and if indeed they get smart about that assortment and that variety and that balance of private brands and owned brands, then I think the future is extremely bright.
0: That's wonderful. So I'm gonna just recap a couple of the things that I heard. And um, starting out with the fact that frozen in its favor is perceived as a better value, even if fresh is perceived as higher quality. And I'm really talking about words that we're overusing, perceived, because that might not necessarily be the case. Um, Sally, you just mentioned it again, finding that right balance between private brands and name brands, um, the right balance of innovation, maybe that entry level price point um, to serve consumers of all stripes. And it is, again, I'm one of those people who go goes into the store thinking that I'm going to buy X on my list and I'm fortunate enough to be able to be swayed one way or the other. You know, it's it's kind of a fun thing. Um, Sally, I really liked what you said about e and how it tied back to some of the things Anna Marie was saying about Frozen. You know, what Frozen in the store is now in multiple places. And with e-comm, there are no footprint restrictions whatsoever. And there's more of an ability to do some of that suggestive selling, that kind of Amazon style or Trader Joe's style. This is a fan favorite. I, I saw you bought this, try this with it. Some of the things that we're really seeing pop are have to do around with sustainability, but not necessarily just some of those claims or farming practices, but plant-based all across the store, Um, things that are really specific to special diets or lifestyles. Of course, ease of prep and convenience, which has always been something. And in this inflationary period, it's using just the amount that you want to use. So we can look forward to a lot more strategic innovation. We know that retailers are also investing in this department. So probably some more excitement to come And again, something for everyone. So with that, I want to thank you both. And I'll look forward to our next conversation. Thanks, Joan. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Please become a subscriber and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insights. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.